Hey, Brian here with Mid-City Vineyard Church. You are listening to our weekly audio podcast. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Mid-City Vineyard, you can check us out on Facebook, Mid-City Vineyard Church. Check us out on Instagram at Mid-City Vineyard or online midcityvineyard.org. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been in a series on the Sermon on the Mount, working through the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. And today we pick up week number 4, where Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. If you uh, want to catch up on the teachings, just download some of the previous podcasts. Uh, those are handy and helpful uh, in catching up and seeing where we've been. And uh, we look forward to meeting you sometime in the near future. Thanks for checking us out. Much peace to you. Tonight, uh, as we look into the scriptures again, we are going to be, uh, we continue our series, the Sermon on the Mount, which, uh, if you're not familiar with this, the Sermon on the Mount are the teachings of Jesus in Matthew chapter uh, 5 through 7. And so, as we continue to move through this, uh, if you haven't had a chance to, uh, if you haven't been caught up, we have the podcast online that you can go listen to and, uh, and catch up, but this is the fourth week, I believe. But as we start tonight uh, in Matthew chapter 5, I just I want to remind you of where we find ourselves in the, in the crowd of people uh, that Jesus finds himself teaching on the side of this mountain, uh, so to speak. Uh, you might recall, we believe that we said the, the Greek word for this was mishmash. It's a mishmash group of people that Jesus finds himself talking to. And so there are Jewish people. There are religious people, there are irreligious people, there are the high religious people, the Pharisees, there are winners, there are losers, there are people from the Decapolis, which means there are people, there are Greek people, and there are artists, and there are addicts, and there are people there who have no jobs, and there are people there who have incredible jobs, and they're uh, just filthy rich. I mean, so it's a smorgasbord of people that Jesus is speaking to. And it is in this context, at this time, when the Roman Empire is at the, the height of its control of the known world, that Jesus walks in in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, and he says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And so that's the passage that we find ourselves at this evening. Now, keep in mind, as we t- say every single week, when Jesus is... is teaching this, and and this is known as the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, was a few weeks ago. Blessed are those who mourn, last week. And then this week, blessed are the meek. This is not a new set of instructions to people. This is not Jesus saying, hey, here's how you can act more Christian, or here's how you can act more Jewish. No, Jesus is ultimately, in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Jesus is saying, here are some basic instructions on how to be human. Think about this. When we get to Matthew, uh, the later chapters of Matthew 5, and and, uh, then chapter 6 and chapter 7, when Jesus starts saying things like, Hey, look, don't worry and don't be anxious about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough of its own worries to come. Or when Jesus says, listen, love those who hate you. Don't return uh, a fist for a fist. 
or, or a life for a life, but instead love your enemies and even love those who persecute you. Pray for them. When Jesus starts giving us these types of words, what Jesus is actually doing is he's saying, listen, there is a way to living a life that is very livable, that, that brings with it internal peace. And that brings with it internal fulfillment. It's called the narrow path. And the narrow path is the, the way that life is lived in the most livable, beautiful way. And so Jesus isn't just saying, do these things to be more Christian. But he's saying, this is what it is to look like to have a more livable, beautiful, merciful life. This is the way that life can be lived to the fullest. And so Jesus' teaching, we, we see this over and over again. Jesus' teaching is counterintuitive to the way things actually seem to work in the world. Okay, it's, it's like, so if we see the way things seem, seem to work in the world, Jesus is basically turning the whole thing on its head, and he's saying, the way it really works, the way you really experience life is opposite that. It's going this way. So let's do this for a minute. Let's look at the word meek before we get too far into it, because there, there can be a lot of confusion on this particular word. It's unfortunate that the word meek actually rhymes with weak, because that's where most of our minds go. You know, oh, blessed are the meek, meaning Jesus is saying blessed are the weak. And that's actually not what Jesus is really saying here. Because even Jesus himself was considered to be meek. And that's, that's incredibly important. The, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 20, which um, I don't think I have this one for, for the uh, screen, but let me read this one to you. Matthew chapter 11, verse 20, which is just a, a, a little bit further past where we are, says this. It says that... Uh, Oh, where'd it go? It's not there. I have the wrong passage. It's gone. Disappeared. Okay, anyway, I don't know where it went. Here's what it says in the scripture. It says that Jesus was one who walked in gentleness and humility. And the word in that passage, and I'll find it and I'll report it back to you next week. The word gentleness there, when it says that Jesus was one who walked in gentleness and humility, it is the same word that Jesus uses when he says, blessed are the meek. It's the same word. It's just, it's being interchanged here. So the same word that Jesus uses is what Jesus is said to have been. The word literally means, in the Greek, it literally means to approach others, including one's enemies, in a humble and caring spirit, not using force to get one's way. Okay, listen to that again. It means to be caring for others, including one's enemy, not using force to get one's way. This is when Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Jesus is saying, blessed are the quiet Blessed are the unaggressive, blessed are the non-assertive, saying that they will inherit the earth. Now, how is this counterintuitive? Because we might think that it would really be, hey, blessed are the meek. Even though they come in last, and we all know they do, they're going to eventually get, they'll be called nice people, and they'll get a participation trophy. I mean, that's really how it works, right? That's more what we would expect Jesus to say. Because that's the way things work in the world. That's the way things work in society. 
But instead, Jesus says, fortunate are the meek. For they are the ones who will inherit the earth. Now, what about this earth idea? Think about this for a minute, because ultimately that, that is a pretty important question. I mean, who gets this? this we, here's the earth. Who gets it? How does this thing get sliced up? How does it get cut up? Who, who, de- who determines what, who gets what? And we would understand, well, of course, the loud people get the earth. You know, the, those who can throw elbows the best get the earth. The first string get the earth. The wealthy get the earth, right? The entrepreneurs, the, the wise ones get the earth. I mean, who, who gets it? How does it get carved up? Because we know that certain people get it, don't we? We, we do. We know that certain people get the earth, and we know that certain people absolutely do not. Now let's go back to thinking, who's Jesus talking to? Everybody he's talking to. Everyone there knows in that time and space, and you have to go back to that time and space to think this through, everyone knows who gets the earth. The Romans get the earth. Okay, because at that time, the Romans were conquering everything that was known. They they were ruling from Britain to India. They were just conquering people, and they would go into towns, and they would say, Caesar is Lord, and the people would say, Caesar is not Lord, and the Romans would say, okay, and they would kill everyone and take the town. Or people would say, yeah, that's cool. Caesar can be Lord. And so then the Romans would put uh, uh, soldiers at that post and they would rule over those people. So either way, they lost their land. They lost their lives. Some physically, others just they. Everyone knew that the Romans were the ones who inherit the world because the Romans were smart and the Romans were bold and the Romans were aggressive and the Romans knew how to make war and they knew how to secure their superpower status. Everyone in the world was watching the same show at that time, keeping up with the Romans. That's what they were doing. That's, I mean, that's how it went. And here's the bottom line. We know this today. I mean, who inherits, who, in, who seems to inherit the earth? I mean, is it the Hollywood beautiful? It sure seems like that. I mean, seriously, is it the Kardashians? Is it the millionaire athletes? Is it the ones who can build bigger bombs? Is it the nation who has the best infrastructure and the best economic system? Is it the billionaire investors? I mean, it looks like with these eyes that these are the people who inherit the earth. And here comes Jesus. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the gentle. Blessed are the non-aggressive. Blessed are those underdogs, for they will inherit the earth. Now remember, once again, please remember, Jesus is not saying, hey, be this way, be less aggressive, be more gentle. Be the, he's not giving you new instructions, but he's simply saying that if you are that person and you find yourself in this place where you just can't seem to get on top, you can't, seem, you can't even muster it up in yourself, you, you just, there's something within you that will not allow you to do certain things on the job, to get ahead, but everyone else seems to be doing it. And so they're getting their slice of the pie, and Jesus says, no worries, no worries. Because while they're cutting their way to the top to get their slice of the pie, the, the earth is yours. You're going to be fine. You'll be comforted. You'll, you, you'll have your inheritance. You're blessed. Instead of grasping, instead of clutching, Jesus says there's actually a way to relax and there's a way to trust. Now this would be if I this would be the gist of it right here. Guys, because Jesus says, listen. You don't have to be that person who's always trying to figure out how am I going to take care of myself because Jesus says, I'm taking care of you. 
Jesus actually does something very fascinating here. And this is, this is why the Bible is so fascinating if, if you begin to actually study it. Not just, you know, in reading it's good, but it, it takes a, a good deal to actually start diving in and studying. Jesus is referring back to something. Every listener on the side of that mountain that day would have understood that Jesus was, in, uh, was actually referring back to a psalm, Psalm 37. It was a psalm that the Jewish people would have known in that day. Because in Psalm 37, there are uh, three specific different times where the psalmist talks about those who will inherit the earth. In Psalm 37, verse 9, verse 11, and verse 22, Jesus, or the psalmist says, it, it is the meek who will inherit the earth. It is the humble who will inherit the earth. It says the evil will not inherit the earth, but those who pursue righteousness will inherit the earth. He's talking about those who will inherit the earth. But the way Psalm 37 starts, listen to this. The psalmist says, do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious because of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass, and with the green herb they will fade away. But instead, trust in the Lord and do good. Jesus says to us now, he says, the meek are going to be okay. All I'm, all I'm looking for is just trust. You don't have to fight. You don't have to grab. You don't have to claw. You don't have to manipulate. You don't have to maneuver. Just you are allowed to, to be and to trust. Don't worry. Because some things will not last and other things will last and you are going to be okay. So who inherits the earth? The meek do. But it's going to be a hard one for us to sink our teeth into this. I mean, doesn't the varsity inherit the JV doesn't get anything. The Romans inherit the earth, don't they? Not the unaggressive. How's it being divided up? And here's the key, and this is what we want to be on guard for, that we not fall into the trap. That we not fall into the trap. The trap is that we take our eyes off of the spirit that we take our eyes off of the divine that we take our eyes off of Christ the trap is that we would fall into the system of manipulating and clawing and scratching and, and lying and cheating and working and, and just figuring out and tossing it because we all want our part I mean we have this thing it's, it's naturally ingrained in us think about this you go you take your car and you've got to get it worked on. So you take it to the dealership, and, and they say it's going to take an hour. And after an hour, they come back, and they say, you know, it's going to take a couple of days because that's what they do. And then they say, but listen, we have a loaner car. Uh, and they tell you, you know, we have this, 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 and this. And you're like, oh, those are amazing cars. And you pick one, and then they look, and they say, oh, you know what? All of those loaner cars are out. I'm sorry. All we have is this car. And before we give it to you, we just need to tell you that it's, it's kind of beat up. The brakes are really squeaky. Everyone's going to know when you're there. The blinkers don't work, the horn doesn't work, and the windshield wiper, one of them's kind of funky and it's broken. And you say, well, i got to get from here to there, so I'll take that car. And you get in that car, and wherever you go, you're on your way to a job interview. And as soon as you get to the job interview and you park and you get out, and there's someone right there, and they're also interviewing for the same job, and you make first thing you say is, hey, how are you doing? And that's not my car. That's, I mean, I just want to, you know, that's not my car. Um, you go to see your family, and you get out, and you're like, I just, I just want to set the record straight. That's not my car. Uh, my car's in the shop. Uh, this is a loaner car, you know, so it's, it's not my car, right? Would you ever do this? Some of you are like, yeah, I do. I, yeah, that's, that's totally me, you know. 
you know, you, you get you get to the grocery and 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 and, and you get out of your car and, and there's a, there's an attractive person that you think well that there might be something there that that looks interesting and and that's not my car that's that's just a loaner my car's in the shop I you know I have a nice car that's that's not mine why why because we want to make sure that we're getting our peace we want to make sure that we're positioned correctly uh, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when 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 a mom goes to a certain place and and her child. She, dress themselves <laughs> and and the child's hair is all frumpy and and funky and the child doesn't have on the same two shoes and and they walk in uh, to the restaurant and there's another mom there and her child she even ironed her child's t-shirts because there are moms like that and 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 all of a sudden you know what what happens within us and this is very true you find your own example but but all of a sudden uh, the mom who has the child with the frumpy hair and the mismatched shoes and and the slobber and the and the snot running down the child and 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 she doesn't seem to have it all together and she is immediately filled with oh man like this is embarrassing you know and I, I feel like I should I should be better than this by now or I feel like I mean I should have at least not let them dress themselves Christy tells people that I dress the children when that happens. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's not about the child at all at that point. It's about the mom or whomever because now I'm embarrassed and now this feels awkward to me. And, you know, it's just this idea that I, I don't measure up. I don't get my peace. Who's looking out for me? And I want to say to you that Jesus is the one that's looking out for you. Jesus is the one that's looking out for you. Jesus is endorsing, and going back to Psalm 31, Jesus is endorsing a radical style of trust. And that would be my question. Are we in a position, and are we growing and maturing and being formed in a position where we actually can look to God to say that that's where I would put my trust? I will put my trust there. Because I've tried scratching and clawing my way. I've tried the manipulation tactic. I've tried being something I'm not. I've tried stepping over others to get where I need to go, but the truth is it leaves me feeling like a scumbag. It leaves me feeling dirty. It leaves me not liking myself. The truth is it doesn't work in many situations. And, and instead, maybe what if I do what I sense the Spirit telling me to do and I, I, I attain to the goals that I think the Spirit's leading me towards, but I don't cross those lines because God is going to look out for me. Now, people of reason will say, well, if you don't aggressively guarantee your own security by force, then the wicked will triumph. And Jesus says, bluster the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And now I think the question we, that has to be asked is, who will we believe? I mean, who will we trust? Who will we follow? I find Jesus' teaching interesting because first he gives the, 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 the ultimately dependent poor he gives them the kingdom. To those who mourn and who are heartbroken, he gives comfort. Now to the unaggressive, Jesus seems to give the entire earth. It's like Jesus likes to give stuff to people who the world thinks deserves nothing. And to that, I would say that's exactly what Jesus is doing. He's turning the whole thing on its head. One author said it like this, and give me just another minute, and then we're going to reflect on this. One author said, that in a world that is threatened by violence, that is threatened by terrorist holocaust, that is threatened by evil, the great need of the age just might be 
this beatitude's gentle men and gentle women. In a world that is being just terrorized, maybe, just maybe, what Jesus is looking for is gentle men and gentle women. The little people may well be the hope of the world. And though the rest of the world tells us that real hope is with the big people and the earth shakers, Jesus says the earth goes to those who have nothing to gain, nothing to lose, and nothing to prove. What if you could actually live your life with nothing to gain, nothing to lose, and nothing to prove because your faith and your trust rest securely in who Christ is? Nothing to gain, which means I don't have to manipulate you to get my way. Nothing to lose because what I have comes from the divine who cares for me and who loves me. And I have nothing to prove because that isn't my car, but who cares? Nothing to gain, nothing to lose, nothing to prove because I rest securely in who God has created me to be and who God has said that I am. See, for those they trust, those who have nothing to gain, lose, and prove, they trust in the beauty, they trust in the goodness, they trust in the mercy, they trust in the justice of the divine. They don't seek revenge, but they trust God for God. They hope in God for his justice. This quote by Brian Zahn, Micah, if you have that. Brian Zahn says, the earth is seized by the aggressive and the violent, but it is inherited by the meek and the gentle. It is seized, and I agree with that. It is seized by the violent and the aggressive, but it is inherited by the meek and the gentle. In Psalm 37, 4, the psalmist says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. So where does our trust lie? I, I think that that's the, that's the most beautiful part of this passage. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those when you're non-aggressive, when you're gentle. Blessed are you. Because good things are coming your way. I don't see it. Trust in the Lord. I don't know if I'm going to see it tomorrow. You might not. Trust in the Lord. And the way it works, again, because I, I don't want you to hear me say, well, you know, I'm jobless, but I just need to trust in the Lord, which means I can sit on this sofa and be not aggressive, and the Lord will deliver a job to me. No, it's not going to work that way. How does it work? Lord, what am I to do? And the Spirit of God will more than likely say, how about you put together some resumes and send them out? And when you do that and you follow the lead of the Spirit, then you can leave it in the hands of God. And when you're when you're conflicted about crossing lines that are unethical, that are not moral, that don't live up to the peace that you have in your heart, then you stop there and you trust in the Lord. Because this is where Jesus says, there's favor upon you. There's favor upon you. Yeah.